Father God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would come in like never before, God. I pray, God, that you would come in and tell the Father groans of our heart to make preaching, teaching easy and receptible for your people, oh God. Oh God, I ask you right now, God, that you would come in, tell the Father groans, oh God. I pray right now, God, that you would put fire around this altar, fire around the building right now, God. Oh God, I ask you right now that you would send angels in this place. I tear down every stronghold. I break down every spirit that's in the hearts and the minds of the people right now, that they can hear the word of God. I call down, God, your presence like never before. God, that you would hide me behind the cross, that you would give me access and ability to minister in the third heaven, that I may rightly divide the word of truth. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. If I was going to give you a word today, it would be, there is a separation and a gathering of the eagles coming. And I'm going to tell you something. There's something strange that's happening in the atmosphere. You got to understand something. God is moving by his power and by his anointing. He's shaking heaven and he's shaking the earth. And we need to understand what is going on in this hour. You need to understand now, God, what is God is doing in this hour. You need to understand what is happening in the world. There's a change. There's a shifting of the God. And the people of God are not prepared because they're doing what they want to do. I'm going to be coming from Romans 8 and 35. I'm going to be coming from Jeremiah 6 and 10. Galatians 5 and 19. Isaiah 40 and 29. You need to understand what is going on in this hour. And I looked up the word separation. The word separation means the actions are state of moving or being moved or moved apart. You got to understand something. There's a separation. There's a, people are moving apart. They're separating themselves from the word of God. And they're doing what they want to do. Look at all of these strange things that's happening in the earth. You need to understand something. God's judgment is coming closer because his people have stepped away from him. I looked up the word gathering. It says an assembly or a meeting, special, especially, it says we're right here, a social or festival. One or one held for a specific purpose. There's a gathering for God's people according to his word. And we don't understand because there's this subtle deception that's happening and falling on the people right now. If you notice that everybody is separating, they're getting into their own groups and categories now. What is happening is, if you're not on my Instagram or my Facebook page, you're not a part of my community. Instead of us coming together as one in the body of Christ, everybody is separating themselves. If you're looking and seeing what is happening now, everybody's grouping to like minds come together. How can two walk together unless they agree? But yet people don't understand the enemy is coming in. He's coming in bringing dissemination. He's coming in bringing um, distraction. He's coming in bringing all types of things that's happening. And you need to understand what God is trying to do. God is gathering the eagles now. He's gathering the people that are the least of his word that have studied that's paid the price and that still wants to walk close to God in this hour. People are falling away now. This, this is the hour of the great falling away. And if you don't have the word of God, if you don't have a mind to serve the true and living God, there's many gods out here like they were in Egypt. But there's only one true and living God. And we need to understand what is happening now. That's why things don't feel right or things don't feel the same now. Because of the separation. Let's go to Romans 8 and 35. 
Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What is or who is separating you from the love of God? A lot of times it's our friends or our relationships or our family members of hurt or pain that you can't get over. You need to see what is it. And the first thing that we say is, God, why are you allowing it? But he's the last person that you consult. But he's the first person that you blame. So what God are you calling on? Are you calling on the God that you've been serving the whole time and now trouble? Are you to hit a dead end road? Now you want to call? Which God? Jeremiah, when he was, Elijah, excuse me, when, he, when Elijah was on Mount Carmel, he defeated the gods of Baal. He called on the God of Elijah. He called on the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Which God are you calling on when you're in trouble? Which God are you blaming when you're in trouble? When you know you don't go to church? When you know you're not saved? When you know you're in a bed of fornication? Which God are you serving? Which God are you calling on to save you? And some people right now, when they get in a hard place, the first person they're blaming is God. But you need to ask them, which God? When you know they live like a dog, when you know they're not serving the true and living God. The mindset that is in the people now is different before COVID. And now there's something else coming. And I told you it was coming. That's going to be worse in the land. And you better get make up your mind right now. Who are you going to serve? We're right here on Mount Caramel. We're right there in the face of Baal. And we're right here in the face of Jer um, Elijah. And we need to decide this day who we're going to serve. If you're going to serve Baal, you need to be on his side. If you're going to serve um, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you need to be on this side. This is the hour now, the separation that you got to figure out who you're going to serve and who you allow is going to separate you from the love of God. And people do not have a love of God. They have a, 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 a consciousness of him, awareness of him. But the only way that you can understand the love of God is read the book of John and realize that God sent his only begotten son to down the cross for your sin. And that's the God that died on the cross and separated your sins for eternity. If you never acknowledge who he is, how can you operate in his benefits? How can you operate in his blessing? Going to church does not make it right. Don't make you saved. Don't make the problem stop. You got to come here and have a love of God like no other. You got to read the scriptures. The scriptures are who and what God is saying. And the scriptures are inspired by man, by the moving of the Holy Spirit. But we'll spend more time on Facebook, on Twitter, than we do reading the word of God. There's many distractions in this world. But today, you have to make up your mind who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the God of Elijah? Are you going to serve Baal? And a lot of people are going to go to hell thinking that they're serving God, but they're not serving God. They're serving themselves. They're serving their own idols. Look and see what everybody's doing to themselves now. Nobody's happy with themselves. Everybody's trying to change who they are. 
They're changing what God originally had for them. Share tribulation. Romans 8 and 35. Or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or perils or swords. What are these things that's going to separate you from the love of God? Which is in Christ Jesus. We're allowing these things in the world to separate us. We're allowing these things to keep us from God. God gave me this this morning. I said, we're doing too much in, in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is looking more and more like the world. They're looking more and more like the world. So when the world comes in, there's no power in the house of God. So therefore, that's why people are going home not delivered, not set free by the power of the living God. The disciples, even demon, God was casting out demons. Even God was bringing deliverance. Even the disciples were doing the work of God and causing those people that's out there in the world to come into to the house of God. He said, make disciples. And we're not making disciples. Everybody is looking for somebody to disciple them. But when it comes up that you grab a hold to faith, when you grab a hold to the word of God, and you allow God to come in you and to be used by you, but yet you allow the world to change you, therefore God cannot use you. There's a separation. God is separating now. He's, the wheat is on the threshing floor and, and he's allowing the spirit and the angel God to thresh the wheat. When they thresh the wheat, that means the chaff blows away. Everything that's not good. And then you beat it down and everything that's the wheat, everything that's the good part stays on the threshing floor. You got to understand what is happening now. God is threshing the wheat. God is doing these things now. He's let, he said, let them grow together. The wheat and the tarot. He said he's going to do the separation. This is the hour that the separation is happening. Please open up your eyes. Please open up your ears to hear what the spirit is saying in this hour. Look at your children. Look at the people on your job. Look at the world now and the things thereof. They don't know what they're going on. And they're going to put fear in you to control you. You're going to be running here and running there. But what does God say? What is God telling you to do? The people do not know the spirit of God, but yet they have been in a house of God and don't even know when God speaks to them. That's a dangerous person. That means somebody will always lead you. You will always be following a man. You will be always following a voice, but is that voice the Holy Spirit? Is that voice the spirit of the living God? God gave me this this morning. It says, in this hour, no one is listening. Revelation said, those that have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying unto the churches. And I told you the seven churches is inside of us. So stop looking at that scripture in the, in the book of Revelations, the second and third chapter, talks about these churches. You're looking at a building, but you need to look and see the people was in the building that he was talking to. The people, the building does not carry a spirit. It was the people that was in the building that he was speaking of the seven churches in the book of Revelations. And people now are still looking for a building. 
says, don't fear the one that can kill the body, but fear the one that can kill the body and the soul. There's no fear in the house of God. Why are we allowing tribulation? Why are we allowing distress? Why are we allowing persecution? Why are we allowing famine? Why are we allowing nakedness? Why are we allowing perils? Why are we allowing sword? Why are we allowing all of these things that is happening now to bring a separation? The hour is here and is coming that no one will hear the word of the Lord. Jeremiah 6 and 10 says, to whom shall I speak and give warning? We're talking about the separation. We have to talk about the separation before we're talking about the gathering of the eagles. That they may hear. Behold, their ears are closed. Everything that you need is in the scriptures. And they cannot listen. Behold, the word of the Lord has become a reproach to them. They have no delight in it. That means what is God is speaking about your sins and your discretions, you turn a deaf ear because your flesh is at work. First Thessalonians 5 talks about spirit, soul, and body. First Thessalonians 5 and 23 says, Now that it says, Now may the Lord of peace himself sanctify you completely. Or are you allowing the word to sanctify you? But if you cannot hear the voice of God, there's no sanctification. The word does not that do it. The word only brings you to a certain place, but you got to have an ear and a heart to change you. And that's where fasting and praying comes in. Fasting and praying breaks the yoke in you. Why do you think fasting and praying, they done told you fasting and praying changes your situation? Isn't that what they tell you? Go back and read the scriptures. It's dealing with the man. It's dealing with your members. We need to get a clearer understanding of the scriptures. Is this not the fast that I've chosen? To break the yoke and bondage? And who? Himself. It says, and may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's many things that we hold on in life that we need to let go of. Every time you go through a, a situation, whatever it is that, that brings hurt and pain, instead of you tweeting it out, instead of you trying to yell it out and, and all of these mechanisms they give us, but you notice that we never give it to God. Social media tells you, put it out there. But when Chrissy Teigen did it, she got blasted for it. The council culture. They pick and choose what they accept now. 
And then they would change on you just like a serpent changes. They're waiting to strike you with poison. He's seeking who he may devour. The same serpent that beguiled even the God is the same one that's lurking around now, bringing about separation. It'll have you mad at your mom and your dad, your co-workers, your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, the pastor. Somebody cut you off on the road. That's your whole day. We need to fortify our members. There's no self-control. Who are you allowing to control your day? Who are you allowing to control the hours of your life? We're talking about separation. We need to get into a place that we sanctify ourselves. Before the children of Israel, they crossed over to the Jordan. He says, he says sanctify yourselves before we cross over. Are you preparing yourself for the gathering of the eagles? Are you preparing yourself to cross over to a new beginning of your life? Are you prepared? And please do not think that you can carry what you had over here, over there. And think if it's not holy here, why would it be holy there? You need to look and bring about a change and awareness. Allow God to deal with your subconscious of your mind. Just Maria said it better. The battlefield is in your mind. What are you fighting against? What's your battling against? What? Your thoughts against God's thought. There's three people that speak to you. You have the Lord speaking. You have Satan talking to you. And you have the Spirit of the Lord talking. Do you know the difference? The soul and the body and the spirit. You need to see what's going on. The body holds what the body is, the, the ears, the eyes, the emotions. The soul is what holds the pain, the thoughts. But we never come up into the spiritual part. Well, we allow God to take over the whole thing. A lot of times we're stuck in the body, in the flesh, because we want to be right. We want to hold on to, to the pain. We want to hold on to that negative energy in our lives. Why? Because we feel it's become a part of us. The soul. Holds it and plays it over and over in your mind. That's where your emotions are. That's where the thoughts are. That's why you need to be delivered. That's why you need to be set free. That you can come into be a more of a spiritual person or a whole person. But we walk around a half person in Christ. And we never come up until the truth and knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. Matthew 13. 
and 15 says this. I'm going to read you King James Version. It says, for the people's hearts is waxed. It says, wax gross. It says, and their ears are dull of hearing. The New King James Version says, for the hearts of, of this people have grown dull. Their ears are hard of hearing. Why? You don't understand how your flesh plays a part of you making your decisions. And it overrides the spirit man. And then you allow your emotions to play in part. We're talking about the separation. This is what God gave me this morning. It says some of us are not trying to let go of this flesh. That demon is going to talk to you and tell you everybody else is a liar and you're right. You ever notice when our mind is set up on things, we're going to think we're right no matter what nobody else says. But you don't fail to realize that you're in your flesh. And who's really talking? Because, see, you're already there. And all there is is take the enemy to take you even farther. And God is saying, slow down. Don't do this. Think about it. The spirit is going to tell you if you do this, this, here, this is the outcome. But you don't want to hear that because revenge is all we know. Get back is all we know. I'm going to make your life miserable. That's all we know. We're talking about the separation and the gathering of the eagles. What is holding us back? Who shall separate us? Is that who? Is it you? So who's really holding me back? And when you stand before the judgment seat, you're going to point out your mama, your daddy, your sister, your brother, and some boyfriend. But God said the enemy was you. You the culprit. When the prophet Nathan went to David after he had Uriah killed and the prophet came and told him a parable or a story, David said, oh, that man, be this. He said, you are that man, David. What did David do? Bow down and repent on the spot. I want you to see this. We're going around in our lives blaming everybody else for what really what we're doing wrong because we failed to listen to the Holy Spirit. We're that person because we don't want to let go of tribulation. We don't want to let go of distress. We don't want to let go of persecution. We don't want to let go of famine. We don't want to let go of nakedness, of perils, or sword. We don't want to let this flesh go. Go to Galatians. We're always trying to hold on to it. Galatians 5. We're going to be talking about the works of the flesh. But I want to also say this. When you're holding on to these things, you notice nothing changes in your life. You are always in that same spot in your life. Year after year after year. And you sit here and make these crazy New Year's resolutions. And by what? January the second, you done failed. Or 30 days later, you failed the promise that you made to yourself. 
How do I come out of the craziness of my life? Why am I stuck in these walls of no change? In relationships and know they're not working. But you stay there. What keeps you there? What keeps you there is the confinement of your own mind. Some of you are, are not trying to let go of the flesh. The flesh is a part of you. The flesh comes from the head to the toe, right? And then you have this thing talking to you, telling you, no, don't leave. There's nobody better. You're good for nothing. Stay right there. You've been in it too long. You're not good enough. This is the best you want to get. What's the flip side of that? You had a girlfriend that you've been knowing for years or one of your good buddies for years. You know that they done stabbed you in the back 1,200 times. What stops you from still staying there with that relationship? Because some of you don't think that your relationships is a snare to you. It hinders your walk. It causes you pain and grief. It's the subconscious of your mind that keeps you in prison. Because you fail to let go of the flesh. You fail. And like I said, every year, the still same cycle of sin. They stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. It was a two or three day journey. Some of you only supposed to be in there two or three days. And because you got comfortable with it and you start believing what they were telling you, now you in something years. Even on your job. I've been in situations God had to make me leave. He made them treat me like a dog that I can get into a place that I start looking for a job to leave. And the promotion and the bonus that they were going to, they didn't give me there. I got it here, but I had to leave. And to this day, I still text him and ask him how he's doing. Because I knew it wasn't him. It was the God using him to put pressure on me to move. See, when you stop blaming people and see the purpose of God in your life, you see and handle things differently. I'm not angry. I'm not mad. I'm where God wants me to be, but he uses whatever it is in my life that's close to me to get me to my purpose. We're still talking about a separation. You cannot allow your flesh to overtake you. You cannot allow the enemy to get in your thoughts and your mind. That you still stay in a place that you in the body. And then you got the soul and then you got the spirit. 
The body is your five senses. The soul is your emotions. And the Holy Spirit is the completed process. So we need to be getting to the place that we come into the completed process that the fullness of the Holy Spirit dwells within us and we become like sons of God. Because the Spirit of God lives inside of us. It's in a complete state. And we'll become complete, sanctified. That we become what? Blameless. And we need to understand what is happening. Galatians 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident. That means it's plain and clear. It's there for you to look at. Which are what? Adultery. And I want to read this to you. I'm going to read the NIV version. I'm going to back away from the New King James Version. And I want you to read the, uh, the uh, NIV version. It says the acts of the flesh are obvious, evident. Sexual immorality. Impurity. Democracy, adultery. And witchcraft, hatred. Discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the likes. Now let me go and read the New King James Version of Galatians 5 and 19 through 21. Which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, adultery, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousy, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambition, dissension, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, rivalries, and the likes of which I tell you before hand. We're talking about the things that separate us. What shall separate us from the love of God? Or who is separating us from the love of God? When you leave here today, I want you to be able to walk out with a changed mindset. I want you to be able to walk out and think about where you sit at in the kingdom of God. I don't want you hoping and guessing when you meet judgment day. I want you to be able to make it in. Man, I tell us to change ourselves. You need to be this. You need to be that. Ain't that what they tell you when you fill out these job applications? They tell you, no, you don't fit our culture. You're not qualified. But people do the same thing to us. And we accept it. But Jesus Christ accepts you on any level where you are. He said, come, all the labor and heavy laden, and I'm going to give you rest. From your weary soul, from your works of labor, from your tiredness, from your crying, from your tears, from your pain, come unto me. 
I don't want you to miss your day of visitation. From the Lord, I don't want you to miss when Jesus calls your name home. I wanted you to be able to understand. I'm going to go to Revelations, the third chapter. I want to deal with the Church of Philadelphia for a minute. Revelations 3 and 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, these things said he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have sat before you an open door. Walk through the door. Don't try to take luggage with you. Don't try to take your best friend with you. Don't try to take your lover with you. Don't try to take the job with you. Don't try to take the kids with you. That's a door only you can. And a lot of times we're trying to take everybody with us, but everybody we know is causing us to be weighed down and heavy. You better run for your life before the door shuts behind you. Or should I say shit in front of you? I tell people you have to move according to what the spirit is saying. You better run when God is telling, is moving with the spirit. You have to learn how to move with the spirit. Because there's a changing of the God. Everybody's not ready to prepare themselves. naturally good people but sometimes you have to be selfish and run for your own soul because everybody has not prepared themselves why are you trying to take everybody with you and you the one that's paid the price of the pain and suffering you the one that's prayed you the one that's fasted and prayed all night long to God and God is saying guess what because I've seen your works your labor your trials and your tribulations and I found thee worthy just walk through the door. Stop feeling like you owe somebody something because they've been with you a long time or they've been through a couple of trials with you. But it basically, I'm going to tell you something. If you're going through something, I can hold your hand. That's all. And I can pray. But who's feeling the blows of life? You are. I was just there. It was just my assignment for that season. But I may not be with you with the next trial. Revelations 3 and 7. Going to verse 8. See, I have set before you an open door. And no one can shut it, for you have a little strip. Have kept my word and have not denied my name. You held on the best that you could. I'm going to tell you something about the gathering of the eagles. God is preserving us and keeping us. 
We done dealt with the things that keep us separated. But, but God said, because you have held on and kept the faith. Isaiah 40. I'm reading from the straight King James Version. He gave his strength to the faint. God is the one that's going to give strength. When you got, you got to understand something, iron sharpens iron. When all of us come together with the gathering of the eagles, the ones that have stuck to the faith, has not denied his name. Even though the trials and tribulations of life have sometimes made you weary, got you down, depressed, He giveth power to the faith. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. And this is what he's saying. This is the gathering of the eagles. This is God strengthening those that have held on. God does not put you in a defeated situation. God does not put you in a trial, allow these things to happen. Even he allowed the prodigal son to be rescued out of the mud. Why would not God put you in a better position? When he went back home with his father, guess what? He got restored. And being restored is stripped. God didn't allow him nor his father to keep the shame clothes on his feet, which was muddy. Have you ever been wallowed in mud? You know that's heavy stuff. But you know clean stuff is light. It feels different on the body. When the prodigal son went home, the daddy gave him the best bath. And we're washing the blood of Jesus. Gave him new clothes. Pulled out the fatty calf. And even sometimes your own brother going to be jealous of you. But God is doing it. So don't worry about what somebody's saying. But when he prepared the table before me in the presence of my enemy, what can I do? I'm going to reject the Lord. Reject what he's doing in my life. No. I'm going to accept whatever God is doing. And stop feeling that you're not worthy. You're not qualified. What made you qualified? Jesus Christ sat and died on Calvary for our sins. When you understand the purpose of the coming of the Lord, you stop trying to put you in the way. Your thoughts, your emotions. You were never qualified. If it was about you, we would have never been in this place. We'll be, the priests would still be cutting goats and rams and bulls. Which was a bloody process. But Jesus Christ is the perfect lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. And we don't understand who Jesus Christ is. We're still trying to figure it out ourselves. You can't figure this out. And I want us to all to understand this. This is not about you, but this is about what God has done. You 
You don't have to go there, but I'm going to read Psalms 23. It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He lead me beside the still tables, He restore, beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will feel no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare the table before me in the presence of what? My enemies. Even a prodigal son, his enemy was in his house. It was in his own brother. Matthew 10, 34. He says your enemy is going to be in your own household. He already said mother and daughter is going to be against each other. Mother against daughter-in-laws. But when you see the door, Run to it. Because that's your next level. That's your next move of God. This is what you want. Sometimes, have you ever been in your life? Wait a minute, I know there's something else. There, there's got to be something better. I can feel it, but I cannot access it. But when God opens up the door, that's God letting you know there's a next level for you. You go and tell your friends, they say, girl, boy, you crazy. What you talking about? You're going to stay right here with us. That's how they talk. And then you think about it as you believe it. Isaiah 40 and 30. It says, even you shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall not run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And God is gathering. He's eagle. When he gathers the eagles, he's bringing strength. He's bringing restoration. He's bringing life to us. He's breathing in a new anointing for our lives. Some of you know there's another level. You want to know how come I haven't achieved it? Go look at yourself. Don't worry about what's in front of and behind somebody else's house. Look and see what's behind your house. Get your house in order. That's this. I can't get the kids right if I'm not right and I'm not going to bring about a change. Change starts within. If you change, everything else around you change. Why? Because subconsciously you're doing things differently. That's why I say you always need somebody above you to teach you. Sometimes the people that's around you, you're all on the same level. How can they bring about a change in your life and it's all the same? It's nothing wrong with moving out. Let them talk. Let them say whatever they're going to say. But long as you're able to move out to a greater purpose and knowing that something is driving you to this change. There's something else. It's drawing your attention out of it. And I hope that you hear something 
Jeremiah 29 and 19 says, because they have not listened to my word, declares the Lord, which I've sent to them again and again, my servant, the prophets, but you did not listen, declares the Lord. I pray that something's been said and done in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. I pray, amen.